Welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom podcast. This is episode number 353. My name is Carlos Alvarez, and I'm going to be your host for the show. Um, we've not had a guest on the show in the last several weeks, so I'm very stoked to welcome back my go-to YouTube expert on the show. Welcome back, Sam. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. There's a debate in my group. I say Samer, they say Samir. Can you can I can you clarify that now so I can link to this episode and tell them? <laughs> yeah, it's Samer. You got it right. Okay. Samir is generally um, with an I. That's what I said, but hey, what do I know? The <laughs> in the last towards the end of the last episode you were on, we I promised to have you back, so I'm fulfilling that promise now. And we were gonna discuss uh, I, I'm going to say the shady side of YouTube, even though it's not, but like that goes to show that I know nothing. Right. But we're, we were going to talk about faceless YouTube channels. I don't want my listeners to like call me out for not touching on this, such a hot topic. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to unpack stuff like that. You were in episode 347. So we, we covered, you know, your origin story and a lot of like backstory about you. So I recommend anybody listening to this, listen to this first because you don't have to listen to one before the other, but definitely jump back and listen to episode 347 because we're going to jump right into the uh, faceless YouTube channels um, on this one. Um, side note, anybody who has not booked a cabin, you still can, but Sam is going to be presenting on the ship. So a faceless YouTube channel is something you want to really do and like this is like, this is how i would be when i was saying i was like oh my god i want to do faceless youtube channel samer's going to be on the ship i'm going to have a cabin and i'm going to stalk samer the entire time on the ship is how i would be to like absorb as much as i can about the topic so if you're interested in that go to onlinesellercruise.com and grab your ticket and with that sam what 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 in the world is a faceless youtube channel and how does it really i don't know the answer to this like how does it differ from a traditional youtube channel yeah great question that's probably the biggest question that we get uh, generally, faceless YouTube channel is pretty much the same effort and energy to create a regular YouTube video, but without having to show your face in it. Now, obviously, uh, the perks of that also is you get to hire an entire team if you don't want to be in front of it. So you could hire a voiceover artist to do the script for you, you uh, to read the script for you. You could hire a scriptwriter, a video editor, and a thumbnail designer. So essentially, you could do nothing, you know, in parentheses. Uh, nothing and in quotation, sorry, and still uh, create videos on YouTube. So essentially you need four people. You need a script writer, a video editor, a thumbnail designer, and a voiceover artist to create this content for you. Now, some people can get it as low as $70 for the entire video. And it could go upwards of, you know, five, $600, depending on how, how like the level of quality that you want, right? Um, a video that's 70 bucks, I'll give you a quick breakdown. That's like, you know, $30 for an edit, $20 for the voiceover, $5 for the thumbnail designer, and like $10, $15 for the script writer. And they'll create a video for you. And all you have to do is press publish, essentially. Or so that's what most people say. So we can just wrap up there. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Like, let's have it. <laughs> no, that, that, that's, I don't need to hear anymore. I want, no, I want to like, okay. I want to, I want to guard the secret, not let everybody know $70. <laughs> Here's the good news, Carlos, is that there's a dark side to this. And after coaching over 1200 students and accumulating over 2.2, 2.4 billion views with a B billion views. Um, I've learned a lot about faceless and I've learned that a lot of people will sell you hopes and dreams about faceless and make it seem as simple as I just said, which is, Hey, just hire four people, pay them 70 bucks and they'll create a video for you. And everything's going to go great. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. 
you still need to have the same experience and knowledge about YouTube to understand what people are looking for, the dynamics of a YouTube video, how to structure a YouTube video, and so on and so forth. Keep in mind, a person that you're paying $15 for a script, between you and I, is not going to be the best script writer in the world, right? He's just going to, he or she might just get the work done. And that's the biggest challenge when it comes to YouTubers. So I see a lot of these YouTube gurus selling hopes and dreams about, you know, people signing up with them. And just within three to six months, they're going to start making six figures a year and so on and so forth. And I just want to, first of all, just pause real quick and let people know that is not the truth. Okay. The people that are selling you these courses have been doing it for two to three years. They've gained so much experience in YouTube. They know the algorithm. They know how to structure a video. They know everything. So yes, they can replicate it now and get monetized in three to six months. Absolutely. But it's like, if I asked you, Carlos, can a beginner, complete beginner that has no idea about Amazon make six figures within their first three to six months on Amazon? Generally, the answer might be no. no. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Gen- generally, no. I mean, generally, no. Of course, we get yeah. one of these random lucky students every once in a while that does it and then they get super successful very quickly. But generally, it takes time, effort, and energy like everything else. So that's a misconception that most people say is like YouTube faceless will take you about an hour a day and it's called automated YouTube. It's not automated at all. You still have to put in a lot of work. You have to follow up with your employees, especially at first. After two, three years, Yes, it can become way more automated because you know what you're doing. You have a team that's set in place, like employee type style, and they're just creating videos for you. So I, I was joking when I was like, oh, let's just wrap up the episode here. Like we don't need to hear anything else, but there's so much to unpack. Like I have so many follow-up questions just from what you said here. And since I don't, since I really don't know about faceless YouTube channels, except what I hear from, you know, people peddling, you know, courses and peddling sounds bad. Like maybe some of these are legit. I, I went and did some research and I'm like finding all these questions. It's like, if I wanted to start a YouTube channel uh, as a faceless YouTube channel, as a project right now, like what would I want to know? And I, and I wrote out these questions, but I feel like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to spend the rest of this episode just following up on what you just said, which is amazing. And, and also lets me, that's my, uh, for those of you who know YouTube, like hooking you at the end to come to the next video, that's my way to like hook you into another podcast episode in the future already. So like I'm putting my my hook out there now. You mentioned, let's back up. So you need a script writer, a voiceover person, a video editor, and what else? A thumbnail designer. And a thumbnail designer. And the the main difference between, or the similarities between a traditional YouTube channel and a and a faceless YouTube channel is you still need to know the psychology and the mechanics about how to make something work on YouTube, whether your face is on it or not. Correct. Right. And what I'm imagining that what makes faceless YouTube channels so, so top, so popular for people is the fear of being on having your face on the actual video. Is that, would you agree with that? Absolutely. I would say that's the number one pain point. Um, that people don't want to be, you know, on camera and they want to create a faceless. And I, I feel like anyone that's doing it for that reason, faceless can definitely work for you, 100%. I just don't want people to get confused with the gurus selling you numbers and telling you you're going to make a lot of money very quickly. Um, when in fact, it's a lot of work. Like it requires, you have to want to become a YouTuber and then implement the faceless method. That would work beautiful. But if you just want to make money off of YouTube, you may fail just by going through the faceless side. Okay. So Wizards of Ecom has is not a faceless channel because my face is on it. Okay. Right. That, so that's one. That's a non-faceless. Then you've just described faceless, like the person's not on it. 
And I'm assuming that's a compilation of B-roll with a voiceover to it. Now, what would you call a channel that, let's say, like a buddy of mine has a sold a sold a channel on like phone repair. So it was a downward facing camera, video camera on the phones that he was fixing. His face specifically never came out on the video. You are seeing some hands move around. Mm -hmm. Would you call that a faceless YouTube channel? That's in the middle of faceless slash personality uh, faceless channel. So you have a personality attached to it. And that's actually something I wanted to talk about is one of the biggest mistakes that faceless channels do. And I've seen this with thousands of students is that they'll start a faceless channel, but they won't add any personality to it. So they'll get one or two videos to go viral because it's a topic. But between you and I, what keeps people coming back to watch a video or, you know, content? Generally, it's either value. So a lot of great value from the video or a personality. Right. So if you're paying $15 for a scriptwriter or $30 for a scriptwriter, generally, we're not going to get the best value. Right. These people are mostly going to use ChatGPT or Bard or Clo.ai to create their scripts. And then from there, they're going to go and just maybe edit it a bit and then feed it to either Eleven Labs, which is a voiceover um, AI generator, or they might even do it themselves. But what happens is it becomes regurgitated content. Nothing's original. They're not bringing anything new to their platform. And YouTube knows this. YouTube knows what's going in and out of their platform. And they want the most original, preferably the most original content that builds people. Like it, it creates a connection between you and the user for the user to come back to watch more view, uh, more videos. And the more that the viewer comes back, the more the platform makes money. And then they're going to reward you because you brought the viewer back. Right? So the biggest mistake I see is these faceless people will start a channel. They'll get one or two very good video ideas and the video will blow up. But in the video, it was a bunch of fluff. It wasn't actually very educational. There was no personality to it. So then they post the next video and they go from 100,000 views to 50 views, literally. And then the view at, the video after that is like 75 views and then 80 views. And then randomly, they'll get another 80,000 view video. But it's just more luck versus understanding the algorithm. So people are doing this to get paid, right? Like that, would you say that's the main motivator? Of oh my God, yeah. 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 Okay, like so, have- so people... Go ahead. I was just going to say, there's some students that are are making, you know, $15,000 a month, $18,000 a month. Um, and, you know, one of my ex-coaches, he bought into a channel that was making close to $250,000 a month. Faceless channel. He never showed his face. They never did anything. It's very unique. Sometimes you're going to get lucky. You're going to trend hop. You're going to find a new trend that is popping off and you're going to create videos about it. And that channel is just going to take off like crazy. What is this? Does this comply with YouTube's terms of service? Like, is it on the up and up? To a certain extent. So actually recently, one of the students that uh, I coach and he does faceless, he does everything. His channel is making on average between five to 12,000 a month. He got demonetized overnight for reuse content. And that is the biggest thing that uh, the biggest challenge that I've seen with a lot of faceless channels. They're going to get demonetized at one point when they start picking up crazy traction for reuse content, unless, of course, they use the right strategies to avoid that, uh, meaning don't just use pixel images like stock footage. Try to be as original as possible. Go find content outside of YouTube to put it into YouTube. YouTube has an algorithm, right? And that algorithm will scan the pixels of an image or a video, and it will see how many times it's been uploaded to YouTube. 
So if you go to pixels.com, for example, or Pixabay, and you grab and you write, I don't know, nice car. And on the home page, on the first page, you have a bunch of cars. Those are used millions of times by a lot of people. And generally a lot of YouTubers that are doing faceless. So if you take that clip and you start creating a video compilation of all these cars from pixels, well, YouTube's gonna be like, this is just a compilation of content that's been used a million times on our platform. They're not bringing anything new to the platform. So you may get demonetized for reuse content. Even if you have an original script, even if you have an original voiceover, it might still get flagged for reuse content. So the way to avoid that is to edit the videos or the images. A lot of times images can be turned into videos. You could use Runway, like an AI app, or you could literally go into Adobe, put an anchor point, pan the image, put a new anchor point, pan the image again, and now it looks like a video that's zooming into different points, anchor points on the image. So you wanna mix things up. Uh, you wanna add filters. You wanna flip the image. That helps a lot. When you flip the image, it confuses the algorithm. It you know avoids copyrights and all that stuff. So there's a lot of different ways to avoid it. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that's the biggest challenge is that people see. I was recently looking for scripter, script writers, um, thumbnail creators, video editors for un unrelated, not, not for a faceless channel. And I noticed in the, in like the resumes or the, like the, you know, this person's job description, almost all of them led with their experience with faceless channels. So th that has to really be a testament to the explosion of, of, of this method of uh, creating content, right? Oh, absolutely. I remember in 2020 when we started the faceless, uh, it started a bit earlier, but 2020 is whenever it came a bit of bigger boom because of COVID. Um, we used to post on Upwork and get maybe 30, 40 applicants. And we used to get videos completed for $40, an entire video for $40. And then all the coaches, the gurus, as you see now, they're selling hopes and dreams to people. So they get thousands of people to join their programs. And then those people flood Upwork. So then now we get like three to five people. The prices are super high, super competitive and everybody's applicants. It's funny. Some of my students will apply and they'll tell them, Hey, my coach isn't approved. And they'll say like, is your coach Samer? <laughs> and they'll send me screenshots of like, dude, you're known on Upwork. <laughs> yeah. Because we've coached so many people at this point, we're bound to reach the same, you know, script writer, video editor, thumbnail designer. And now there's thousands and thousands of students that are doing this. So it's become very, um, normal and all these most of these VAs are already trained because they've already been through us like the coaches training these VAs for our students so they already have knowledge and then they'll just apply right away but yeah there's a huge increase now so, so, but before getting into a little deeper into the mechanics of like how this happens so if your channel does get demonetized because you're not um you're not leveraging the content in the best way which probably also means it's not the best experience for people consuming it Right. If you're not doing that, you get demonetized. Is there, when that happens to someone who does faceless channels, is that, is that it? Is that like, okay, no more channel. There's no point. I'm, this is the only way I could potentially make money off this is, is AdSense or is there another way to monetize this? There's definitely different ways to monetize, whether you're using affiliate links or sponsorship deals. Sponsorship deals are a bit harder with faceless unless you've added a personality to it. That's why I always recommend adding some sort of avatar to your faceless channels, using your community polls to show that you're a person. It's not just videos that are being uploaded, so on and so forth. To create a community, that's going to help your sponsorship deals and your affiliates, right? If you don't know who I am and I tell you, hey, go buy this product, you'll be like, hey, 
how, why would I trust you? But if I trust Carlos and I'm always watching his stuff and then you say, Hey, I vouch for this product. You should check it out too. Then the chances are of me going to get it is going to be much higher. Now this depends on many different niches. If you're a faceless channel in tech, you don't need to build a personality. You're just like, here's the best product. Here's a product review. Here's the link in the bio here, go buy it and you'll get, you know, money through affiliate. But with that being said, yes, generally from what I've seen, depending on if we got lucky or not, like right now I have a student that just got demonetized and I have to go and I'm going to record a video for YouTube to appeal the demonetization. So we'll send a screenshot of like the editing software, how we edit all the pictures, how we've added custom scripts, voiceovers, and that we've created original content to add to the content that's already been used on YouTube. So we're adding value and they're okay with that. Will it get approved? I don't know, because I've already done this in the past and they did not approve us. So then we, and they, the problem with YouTube is they don't tell you like, hey, delete this video and you're good to go. So then we had to go and delete all the videos off the channel. We kept three of them. We waited 60 days, we reapplied. They rejected us again. We deleted two videos, kept one, reapplied. They, they again rejected us. So we ended up abolishing the entire channel. But we did have to wait four months before we made that decision, which now when my students get demonetized, I'll just tell them right away, start another channel. Don't wait on it. Um, if you get rejected with your first appeal. So we don't have to wait 60 days for you to just twirl your fingers and post content where you may not get remonetized for it. So start a new channel and, you know, learn, take everything you've learned and start it with a new channel. How many, how many hours a week? Let's go with a week. How many hours a week do you think someone should invest to start a faceless YouTube channel and be clear. Like when I mean, start, I mean, they're trying to make money, not just to be able to say that they have a faceless YouTube channel. I would say starting 20 hours a week. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Simply because at first, not only are you trying to understand what to do on YouTube, the algorithm, the buttons, the analytics, all that stuff, but you're also trying to understand how to hire a team, how to manage a team. I'm talking by the way, somebody that's scratch, like, Hey, I've never hired somebody for YouTube and I don't know what I'm doing. You're going to first have to understand what you're going to teach to your freelancers. And then you're going to hire a freelancer that's going to do it. Keep in mind that a lot of people are teaching the wrong things. So these freelancers are also might be mistrained. So they're trained on the wrong ideas. Like a lot of people ask for subscribers within the first 30 seconds of their video. And it's like me walking into a store and the guy's like, hey, can you just go to the cash real quick and pay? You're like, I didn't even shop yet. You know, like I've got the no value. I don't have anything in my hands. So you know, there are certain ways and structures to do it. And if you're doing it the wrong, if you're doing the wrong thing over and over, you'll never get to it. So there's the first learning phase, which is going to take you a lot of time researching, watching a lot of YouTube videos, understanding what's going on. If you're in a course, you're going to watch the course, the program, whatever you need to do. And then after that, you're going to go hire these people. And then you have to train these people. Then they start have to put out the content, but then you have to do video idea research and all that other good stuff. So that will take minimum 20 hours a week. Okay. So, and the, for the potential reward, you invest 20 hours a week. What is it real? What could somebody realistically say? No guarantees, but like you've, you've taught a course, you know, some people will say Lamborghini in a month, you know, right. But like, yeah. what, what would you say that you'd felt comfortable with? You'd say, look, no guarantees, but if you treat this like a job and, and you, you put in your dues, you do 20 hours a week, when should you start seeing money and approximately how much could someone think about making? Okay. So the average student takes about six months to start breaking even. All right. And they might stay broken even for a good year, by the way. It's not like they break even and it's like rich. It's like 
broke even. And then they're like, now for the next six months, they're just breaking even, but their channel doesn't cost them anything, but they're learning and they're growing, which is awesome. What's beautiful about YouTube, it's online real estate. So you create the video once and then it pays you for years to come. Like we've had some videos go from a hundred thousand views to two and a half years later, blow up overnight to get 97 million views, which is ridiculous, right? Two years later, you've already done the work. So the general thing is six months is the average where a person starts seeing a break even. And if, again, they have, they have to have guidance. If they're learning this by themselves, it might take you about a year, year and a half. Like it took me two years to learn by myself. Um, but six months generally. Some of the most elite students uh, within the first three months, they're already making five to 10,000 a month. And then some of the students that are a little bit behind will start breaking even about the year mark. What makes somebody elite? Like, what did they do differently? Because I, I want to say everybody listening to this is elite. Elite. Right? Like, okay. Yeah. Look, generally, it's it's about your experience, right? So we have students that come in that have never opened up YouTube in their life except to watch videos. And we have somebody else that's already dabbled into YouTube. They kind of have a basic understanding. They know human psychology. They're into mindset. They know how to read because YouTube is just human behavior. So if you understand human behavior and human action, things get easier for you. And you know why people do things. There's some people that come in and they're third world countries and their English is not right. So they now have to learn how to structure a sentence in order to create a proper title that creates curiosity. So they're going to take, there's a bigger learning curve for these people versus someone that's like, Hey, I'm a script writer. I've been writing, like I have a student that's been writing books for years because he's a ghostwriter for people. So for him to come in and start a YouTube channel, it was so easy for him because he's like, I already know how human, I know how scripts work. I know how to structure something to get people's attention. I know I use a lot of headlines that are really captivating. So he got it very quickly, right? Um, another thing is if you're not well-versed or passionate about your topic. So one of the most successful students was a golf student. And it's funny because I started a golf channel. I don't play golf, but I thought it was super hot because it was like going crazy viral. So I created it. I did go viral, but I didn't know how to sustain it because I didn't know anything about golf. The other student, he's an older gentleman. He's about 50 years old. He understood golf. He's played golf his whole life. So he took the channel. Well, he started his own channel. And his very first video has like 600,000 views. And then like it just kept going viral and viral and viral. And within the first six months, I think he had made $55,000 US around that. Don't quote me exactly. I think it was like 51000 or 55000 right? That is an older gentleman that had more experience in golf and understood that. And all he had to learn was the YouTube algorithm and then combined his knowledge. But if someone comes in to like, I just want to make money. I have no passion. I don't know YouTube. I know nothing. Expect about a year before you start seeing a return on investment. A lot of the listeners of the show, they, you know, are successful Amazon e-com sellers. So they have experience with working with virtual teams. Mm -hmm. So they, they, the managerial component of it, the structure of it, organization, quality control, like that sort of thing. Does, is, do you think that's going to push you more towards elite, uh, a couple yes. with like any, okay. What, what of those skills? Cause we mentioned that, I think you had said like the, the mechanics and the psychology of what makes something work on YouTube is the same, whether it's faceless or not. So when it comes to the hiring, if somebody was had a faceless channel and they start, you break even at six months, pushing a year, they start making some, some decent coin. It starts getting interesting. And then somewhere down the line, they get demonetized. Will, 
will the skills that they learned on YouTube easily transition to a traditional channel? And will the team that they have be a good fit for a traditional channel? Generally, you could easily transition. Yes, and long, long, uh, like long story short, yes, you absolutely can transition. Most of the students that we have, they transition. One of the coaches that work with me, um, he started. He had faceless for a while. He had tennis channels and so on and so forth. He decided to start a face personality channel about basketball, and his channel within just a few months has over twelve thousand subscribers, generated tens of thousands of dollars, and um, he, he's blowing up. His average video has one hundred fifty thousand views. So he took it and just translated right away. He used a very similar team. The team will still understand everything because even if you're, let's say, a head cam, like where you're just talking in front of the camera, you still want B-roll. You still want some sort of editing to make it more engaging. And people on YouTube are very like, show me, don't tell me type of thing. So the more that you could show them, the better it is. So if you have a, a very good voice, uh, sorry, editor, keep him, keep him or her, right? Scriptwriter, you could still use a lot of YouTubers, believe it or not, 99% of YouTubers that are face have scriptwriters. They're not writing their own scripts. They're not going to even come up with their own ideas. They just have a scriptwriter that writes everything and they just read it in front of the camera, which is cool, right? Because it gets the work done and they do less work themselves, the heavy lifting. The only thing that you may not, the only person that you may have to let go is the voiceover artist. Because if you want to become the face of the channel and you know have your own personality, that's a different story. But if you don't want to do that, you could still have a voiceover artist and not be in it at all. Um, and the thumbnail designer would be the same. Thumbnail designer would be the same. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I was, I was discarding candidates for a thumbnail position because they led with faceless channels. Like, whoa, that, that doesn't apply to me. You're saying that the, the it's identical. Yeah. I mean, my thumbnails, I like to go mostly faceless. All right. Faceless thumbnails, because at first, because at first, there's no personality. I don't know who you are. So if you take up 80% of that thumbnail, I don't know who Carlos is. Like, you're beautiful. You're a good-looking man. But what's the reason why I'm going to click on Carlos? When instead, your first few thumbnails should focus on pain points, on a customer's pain point or, or something that they really want, and use that 100% real estate for that, right? Now, you could always mix it up. It's simply creating a, a faceless thumbnail and then adding your face to it or whatever you may be. But the more you become an authority figure, the more that you want your face on there. Um, at the beginning, it's okay to go faceless on your thumbnails and still get a crazy amount of views. What What about picking the niche? Like we gave a bunch of information here. Like, like I could take action on this. I could tell my wife, oh, we're going to do a faceless YouTube channel project. Um, how do, like, what do we create on? Like you're mentioning I should maybe find something that I'm passionate about or would like to be passionate about. Or is there another method for just saying, oh, you know what? Uh, soccer playing <laughs> soccer in the mountains like is yeah. a thing yeah but you I know mean, what go ahead no go ahead i i was listening to a, a podcast one morning and the person said they create you don't ever believe you know what to believe but the person was making like a hundred thousand a month like you know on a faceless youtube channel and it was about basically massive projects like and it was about like dubai like how Dubai yeah. was all just barren. And then what's there now is like some of the most beautiful stuff in the world and all these mega projects, I think is what they called it. And it was all these mega projects and the person's niche wasn't even mega projects. They just saw like this one they did on mega projects did really well. And then they were just like, Oh, I'm going to make more mega projects. But is there a way to kind of reverse that? 
like as a seller, I want to do my research on the product before I bring it over. I don't want to sink money and lose it and and then like learn from my mistakes. Is there a way to hack that in the beginning, reverse engineer it and say, yeah, that topic? 100%. So it depends on your level of expertise. If you're new to YouTube, I always, always 100% recommend things you're passionate about because if you're not passionate about it, you're going to give up when it comes to the trial and errors. Like every business in the world, there's going to be failures. There's going to be days where your videos aren't going to get views. You're going to post, you're going to spend, you know, a few thousand dollars at first, maybe let's say you're spending 70 to a hundred dollars a video. Uh, let's say you post, you know, uh, 50 videos, 60 videos, you're starting, you know, $3,500 if you're putting $70 a video and so on and so forth. So it starts costing you money. So if you're not passionate about it and you're just, you're just in it for the money, you're going to give up pretty quickly. And I've seen this happen. Um, and not only that is you're, you're not going to know how to guide your script writers. You're not going to tell them, you're not gonna be able to fact check your scripts. I had to deal with that because I did a celebrity channel and I have no idea anything about celebrities. I don't, I don't, I can't even recognize celebrities when I see them. And everybody in the comments, like you've got this wrong. That's not true. That's not his height. That's not this. I didn't know any of this stuff. So then I started becoming clever and I wrote, Hey, we've messed up in the script on purpose in the video. Did you find the things that we've messed up on? to kind of make it more creative. Um, but if you're not knowledgeable about it, and, and also if you're not passionate about it, you're not going to have the upper hand. You're always going to be chasing ideas and copying other people rather than being original with your ideas, right? Like the golfer guy, he watches so much golf that when he watches something, he's like, oh, snap, I can make a video about this. No one's made a video about this. And he'll make a video and it'll be so original that no one else has on YouTube his video gets a million views, half a million views, whatever it is, because it's so original, so unique that no one has seen it, but everyone's interested in the golf topic. But if everyone like the channel you might be talking about, is called Top Luxury and they created mega project videos. One video, one thumbnail is literally just a huge highway with two cars on it and it has 47 million views. And it just says most useless mega projects in the world. It's it called is Top Luxury? Top Luxury, yes. And if you go through all of their mega project videos, they did like a whole a series on mega projects. All of them have millions and millions of views. And then Be Amazed did the same thing. It's another channel. And there's a lot of different channels that started hopping onto this trend. Now, just to echo in on this, some of my students also decided to try to hop on this trend and they completely failed. Because YouTube is not a cookie cutter business. It's not like if you do it and I do it, we're both going to succeed. Right. It depends what you brought to the platform. Is it new? Is it overwatch, underwatch? Is it still in demand? After 47 million people watched it, how many more people might be really interested in this topic? Right. So, so I'm looking at the, I, I pulled up the channel while we we're talking. It's got 981,000 subscribers and 150 videos. Like that seems, yeah. that seems wild. Can you tell by looking at a channel if they've been demonetized? And a channel of this size, if they were to get demonetized tomorrow, do they fold it? It wouldn't be fun. They're currently averaging 7 million views a month. So that's, let's say they're at a $5, $3 RPM. So that's like $21,000 a month that they're getting. It would suck if they were to get demonetized. Um, they do have a plugin right now that's currently not working for the monetization. But you can go to a website called, um, oh, give me one second. So some just looking at a channel as a consumer, you can't tell if a channel is currently monetized. 
Not necessarily. You could right-click, inspect, and go through it and check on the back end to see if monetization is on or off. But no, there's no just a way to look at it and go, they're monetized. And that's another big thing, by the way, Carlos, is like a lot of channels, they're monetized, but they're making pennies because of the RPM, their revenue per mil, meaning how much an advertiser pays to get in front of their audience. Like one of the students saw chess blow up. And they're like, oh my God, chess, chess, chess. Everyone's doing chess. We got to do chess. So he did chess. Monetized in like three weeks. Amazing. But 98% of his viewers are from India. So with all due respect to Indian viewers, uh, their revenue per mil is literally like 10 cents for a thousand views versus North America is going to be like five to $10 or $3 or so on and so forth. So you're to get a, you know, you need millions and millions of views to even get paid a hundred bucks uh, through their AdSense or a thousand dollars actually. But there is a website called is this channel monetized.com. Generally you go in you put in the YouTube link and then you press analyze and then it goes in and it analyzes the channel and it lets you know if the channel is monetized or not. Okay. And it's down now. I'll check it out. Um, I'll check it out later. What, um, Okay, so we covered how to pick the channel. This is definitely something that somebody can make money on, but you do run the risk of, uh, you know, YouTube arbitrarily like miscategorizing you if you don't, uh, if you if you don't do something special. You mentioned the anchor points and filters and all that with your content. Right. Um, do you recommend somebody in two thousand twenty four? Right. There's only we only got like two weeks left, <laughs> but. It, does anyone recommend, do you recommend in 2024 that somebody start a YouTube faceless channel? I do. I do. If they're doing it the right way and if they're willing to learn the ins and outs and um, to truly understand how YouTube works, absolutely. Yes. Okay, There's so a huge you're you're speaking at online seller crews and we're we're not just going to like repeat what we talked about here um, about faceless YouTube channels. So there's a whole other component to this that we're going to touch on there. You're also oh, yeah. going to be presenting in Miami on, yes. on this. So there, there's a lot more to learn there. If somebody does not have the patience to wait the 34 days to go to online seller crews or see you in Miami. Is there a way that they can connect with you to whether paid or free to learn more about, uh, getting started with faceless YouTube channels. Absolutely. Yes. So you could reach out to me at two chapters ahead on Instagram. That'd be the best way to reach out to me and to contact me. And also I do have a program. So I give all the information generally for free, but I help with implementation. So if you need one-on-one -on -one cons consultations, I do. There's also a group uh, coaching that I do, which in that group coaching, I teach not just faceless, but I teach you how to create um Channels for businesses and coaches who want to get leads through YouTube and not just necessarily through AdSense, but to actually convert viewers into paying clients. And that's what I really specialize in. Uh, whether you're selling a product, a service, or whatever it may be, I, I specialize in that mostly. And, and where can somebody find that? Uh, two chapters ahead on Instagram. Just reach out to me and then we could uh, chit chat. And we could uh, see if you're a good fit. I like to make sure that the person I'm working with understands everything before they get into it. Um, again, I'm not really one to sell hopes and dreams. I'm very straightforward. The motto is we don't sell you numbers. We sell you knowledge. And we can't promise you any numbers or anything like that. We just promise you that we could give you all the information that we know that has helped hundreds of students get crazy results on YouTube. Samer, you crushed it again. I learned a bunch. 
Thank you so much for your time. I'm looking forward to, uh, we'll officially meet in person when you speak on online seller cruise. And again, I think it's like 35 days. Yes. So we'll be in touch obviously between now and then, but thank you again so much for your time. Thank you for having me. If you ever need anything, guys, feel free to reach out. Thank you, Carlos, a million. And I'll see you guys on a seller cruise. Please buy your tickets. Come chat with me. Have a good time. I'm more than happy to share all the knowledge I